Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering Menu Food and Drink for both brands. In this episode, I'm talking with Perry Hendricks, chef with Chicago's Avec Restaurant. Perry has been with parent company One Off Hospitality for eight years, but perhaps the biggest changes in his career came about in the past 11 months. Avec had built a large following with its inspired small plates menu and welcoming vibe to create what the chef refers to as the dinner party you'd like to throw in your own home. But when restaurants were forced to close, he transitioned the space to Avec Rotisserie, offering Mediterranean-style roast chickens and sides for takeout. And right before Valentine's Day, he opened Avec River North, a second, much larger location with a state-of-the-art kitchen. Listen as Chef Hendricks describes his culinary journey, the flavors and ingredients that are exciting him now, and what he plans for Avec in the year to come. Welcome, Perry. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah. So let's start by telling me about your journey as a chef and how it led you to Avec. Yeah. So I've been, uh, I actually just turned 44 yesterday, but I, I've been working in um, professional kitchens, some more professional than others, but uh, since I was uh, 17 years old. And um, I did go to college, but even through through all of university, I was working at restaurants in the summer and uh, was a morning baker during college, which is a really terrible idea to uh, live the college lifestyle, and then of course have to be at work at three thirty or four in the morning. But <laughs> you can do those things, I think, when you're nineteen and twenty. But um, and and I I really started focusing at college. Uh, I in botany study of plants, and then by the end I was focused almost primarily on viticulture and enology, which was the study of growing grapes and making wine, and maybe had thought of uh, pursuing a winemaking career at some point, but, but really found my way um, into restaurant kitchens. And I've run wine programs in the past, but, but, but honestly just uh, have been, have been focused on, on food and um, you know, a large part of my upbringing in restaurants was geared more towards fine dining, which, uh, I think around 2007, 2008, I'd had enough of fine dining. I think as it was approaching more of, you know, at that time you saw more of the molecular and you saw the emergence of tweezers and dots on plates. And, and that was, was just something I, a pathway I didn't want to go down. I really wanted to pursue real food. And so I, I tried to get out of fine dining and, and more into uh more, more into uh, you know, more casual cuisine, helped a friend open a brasserie. And, um, but then once, once Avec came calling, um, which Avec, I mean, you, you, you've been there and I, I, I talked to chefs all over the country and a lot of people have listed it amongst their favorite restaurants. And it, it had always really been mine since I ate there in 2006. And so you know, to, to finally land a position there, it was just a great opportunity for me to get away from fine dining completely, but still with that background of respect for ingredients and technique. Um, but it just 
kind of released the reins a little bit and was able to pursue what I call full flavored food and uh, really delicious, exciting wines. And, um, and, and I, it's kept me in a kitchen for eight years, which no other job has even come close to <laughs> at this point. So that's, that's, that's it. So Blackbird used to be next door to Vivek and that's more of the fine dining caliber. So how yeah, yeah. And I actually, so in the, in the middle there, maybe after my first year and a half at Avec, um, Paul and, and Donnie, and at that point, uh, Ricky and Edward, the four partners approached me to, to take over as chef de cuisine there. And I was, I was chef de cuisine there for a year simultaneous with Avec. And, um, you know, I, I had fun there, but, but ultimately it, it, it uh, wasn't something I wanted to do anymore. Um, and, and there were younger people that wanted to pursue that kind of finer life uh, of, of finer style of food. And uh, I was happy to step away and, and really just focus on a vet. So how does a vet position itself in one of um, hospitalities group? I mean, is it, do you position yourself as like polished casual or something along those lines? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I position it as kind of the, uh, in my mind, I always position it as the the dinner party you want to have at your house, um, but but you can't because you don't you don't have a wood burning oven and you can't necessarily have uh, you can't really now either. But you can't have 40, 45 people come over and cram in a space. And but but um, you know it it I I I don't I guess it is casual. It's definitely casual. Although you do see people show up and tuxedos sometimes but you know you're you're just as welcome in a tuxedo as you are in a pair of shorts and flip-flops um you know it, it really is meant for everyone and um you know i i think the, the basis of of crowding people around tables uh, which sounds scary now but um it, it was really just this great way of of uh creating conviviality and 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 building relationships both between the servers and the guests, but even between guests. And um, I, I think it was groundbreaking in that way that that it, it it kind of transcended some of those boundaries of of what was fine food and what's casual food. And um, so that's it's been a groundbreaking restaurant. It was groundbreaking in its you know focus on small plates too at the time. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what were some of the uh, small plate signatures that were there already when you started? Yeah. So the, the, the classic and the one that would, would likely cause riots if we were to take it off the menu is, is the uh, chorizo stuffed bacon wrapped date. Uh, it's a pitted medjool date um, filled with uh, a quite spicy house-made chorizo. The date itself is wrapped in bacon um, and and. Uh, rendered in our, our wood oven. And then um, it, it, uh, it's finished in a, uh, uh, a tomato and piquillo sauce. So um, they're, they're one of those things when I first started working there, I probably ate, you know, a couple a night for the first six months and then kind of goes down to like one a night. And then after the first year, you've had enough. <laughs> Yeah, I love that, that dish. Name, but... It's amazing. And every, I think every time I've gone to a VEC, the people I'm with order it. So we always have it. 
Yeah, they're you know it's a, it's kind of this beautiful balance of spicy and sweet and um, salty and and uh, kind of uh, acidic from the from the sauce and uh, it, it, they're, they're really delicious and that that has been on from the beginning and that's something that um, you know Paul Paul's father in law Paul Kahn, the executive chef for all of uh, One Off Hospitality, his father in law used to make and bring to the Blackbird uh, company parties when it was just Blackbird. And, and uh, they would sit around and eat those and, and Paul kind of insisted that Karin, the opening chef, put them on the menu. And, and you know, they've been on the menu for well, coming up on 18 years, you know, 17 and a half, 18 years. And, That's um, incredible. One, <laughs> one person has made them from the beginning. That's, that's a real amazing part. So. Um, you know, we, we kind of, we were laughing today. I think, you know, he's probably approaching 2 million individual dates pretty easily, if not more so. so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so what were some of the items that you brought to the menu when you started in 2013? Yeah. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of all the things that the menu really changes pretty regularly, but I think one of the, one of the big things that I brought to Avec um, was was a focus, or actually a, a lack of focus, an expansion of the Mediterranean menu um, that, that was really centered around Spain, France, and Italy. And I went both east and west and south um, with the, the menu to really encompass the entire Mediterranean. So looking at foods of Portugal and Morocco, and then going um, further east and hitting uh, Greece and Turkish and um, foods from the Levant, from Lebanon and Israel and um, and Egypt, and, and and really incorporating a lot of those flavors into the exact menu as well. So, can you give me an example of one plate, small plate that you did with those plates? Um, yeah, you know, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to think of a good one, but you know, I uh, honestly one of the one of the things that I've really um, made a pursuit of is is making really delicious, perfect hummus, um, and and what a painstaking process it is to to really get creamy, delicious hummus. And so um, we would we'd make hummus. We do um, we make our own uh, hearth baked pita. It gets baked fresh to order. Um, and that was an experiment too to figure out, you know, fermentation. And we started grinding some of our own grains to, to put in the pitas. And then, um, you know, Vec has, has always had a focus on local Midwestern farmers. So then we would also highlight some some produce in the middle. And you know, whether it's a, a phenomenal baby carrot from one of our longtime farmers, uh, Nick Nichols, that gets roasted hard and then tossed in a grape. Uh, great sauce of a smoked almond harissa. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good example of kind of how, how we expanded from, you know, some more traditional Spanish and Italian dishes into, into the Middle East. So during the pandemic, at first, Ebec was offering like a streamlined version of its menu to go. And mm -hmm. then you um, started offering rotisserie chickens. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So, you know, even before the pandemic began, we, um, we're looking to add this rotisserie to the, to what we could offer. And, 
um, I guess in, I want to say in February, well, I started thinking, it originally started, we opened up a, a private dining room upstairs at a vac and, and uh, built a separate kitchen. And that was great. We were able to add another uh, hearth oven. Um, really great was uh, a fryer. And then uh, eventually we, we added a rotisserie that we purchased from uh, a former chef of, at One Off who opened Doves and uh, worked at Publican. Actually, he worked everywhere in the group, but um, he, he left to open a rotisserie chicken business. Unfortunately, didn't make a go of it, but it, it gave us an opportunity to buy a rotisserie from him. And it, it really it fit perfectly in the space. It was just sort of serendipitous. And um, I wanted to focus on this idea of chicken and chickpeas. Uh, so we were doing, um, we did a lot of research to get the, a great shawarma inspired marinade on whole chickens that went on the rotisserie. And then we were doing the, the hummus I was just talking about and baking pitas to order. And so then in March, when the shutdown initially happened, um, we, we had everything ready to go so we could, we could pivot very quickly to the uh, rotisserie chicken uh, offering and it, it made it pretty streamlined for us to do one meal. And, you know, as, as we, <laughs> as we slowly figured out what else we could do, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, I was just laughing with Dylan who Dylan Patel is now the, the chef de cuisine over at, uh, Avec, uh, West loop. So when I left, uh, the, he had worked with me as my sous chef for a long time. And when I left, for this position, really easy to promote him up. But we were just laughing about the first night uh, we, we kind of came back after the shutdown and it was just, it was bare bones crew. It was Dylan, myself, uh, George, who makes, is the person who made all of the dates. And then we had one other person. I think we had a baker with us that was, was doing the pita still. And, and the first day we were, we were like, well, you know, I'm not going to be that busy. Um, I found some paint in the basement. And so when we have some extra time, we can work on like, you know, polishing up the restaurant a little bit. We can paint this back area and, you know, all these kind of plans of how to spruce things up. And Dylan and I, that first night, I mean, I think we did, you know, I want to say we, we probably did 50 chicken dinners by ourselves. You know, we were thinking we would do like, you know, <laughs> a few hundred dollars in business. So we ended up doing almost, you know, $6,000 in business that first wow. night and running around like we didn't know what we were doing. So <laughs> we, we kind of very quickly realized that there was, there was no way we were, <laughs> we were painting the restaurant, but um, you know, uh, we, 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 we did figure out uh, how to very efficiently put out a lot of chicken. And um, that, that, that really is maintained. We've, we've kept that up. You know, we were, we were shut down. We completely shut down and, April and then reopened in, in May. Um, but, but really during all of that time, we've been able to offer the shawarma chicken, uh, and the, the rotisserie, avec rotisserie dinner. Um, and it, it's maintained popularity. And, and now we're back to 25% occupancy. We've, we've, we're offering that menu in restaurant upstairs on that second floor. Um, just really that rotisserie. Uh, menu plus then dates and focaccia, which is another classic for us. And then we, we have um, pivoted the downstairs dining room um, to just be to go for both pickup and, and delivery. And more of that is some of the, the classic Quebec dishes. Mm-hmm. And then you were also doing uh, wine dinners to go. 
So yeah, so we yeah we we started yeah we started that this summer and um, you know just just you know we figured why not I think I think certainly this summer everyone and well still but everyone is looking for something to do um, and and anything anything that kind of became an event people were behind and even if it meant that it's just them and one other person and um, you know, enjoying this wine dinner, which we would have traditionally done upstairs and packed in with 40 or 50 people. And um, we, we focused the menus around one region. And then uh, and, and, and Ed, Edward, who is the wine director for AVEC, he and I have worked together for a long time working on a wine series where we essentially taste however many wines we can find from some obscure region, uh, usually a uh, an island in the Mediterranean, and then trying to figure out what food we can pair with it, and and kind of kept up that same that same model for uh, the wine dinners at Avec over the summer and fall. So uh, yeah, we pick pick a region, and or actually yeah, pick a region, and then Edward would bring in however many wines we could find and figure it out, and then uh, pair the food with it. But and that was all to go, all designed for for two people uh, to sit down and. Um, we sold all the wines uh, uh, retail, um, so people could could pair or not pair, and then uh, you know buy whole bottles, and um, so that's fun. You know, nice, nice way to keep 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 people engaged a bit, and not not just uh, same old same old. So you put your education to work. In doing- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 wine drinking education more than anything. But <laughs> So do you think you'll continue with the rotisserie idea, uh, the rotisserie chickens, once you get back to full capacity in the West? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I think um, we were just talking, well, it's always a conversation. I think that, you know, is, is one of those things that um, probably has, has uh, been a, a tremendous, tremendous education for us during the pandemic is just, you know, we're, we're always talking, um, you know, the chefs and I are always talking about, what, what else can we do? What's next? Um, and then, you know, with that, the ability to, to be, push our creativity and then use that creativity to pivot in whichever way we can and, and then execute. Um, and, and I, you know, that, that's something that certainly won't go away um, once the pandemic's over. And uh, while it's exhausting at times, I think, um, you know, I, um, we're we're excited to 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 keep moving forward and and certainly the the rotisserie will will stay around and um you know whether or not it just becomes a lunch or whether or not it becomes a dinner that you can pick up where it'd be like you know going to uh pick up a rotisserie chicken from uh, where is it everyone oh the, the costco chicken right that everyone loves but go and uh pick up your rotisserie chicken from a back and the dinner and you know, maybe someday, and I, I'd love to see it someday turn into its own uh, brick and mortar. Um, you know, where where we can um, uh, offer it, probably probably like you said, what more more quick casual or fine casual or or something like that. So cool. It's it's a it's a great product, and uh, would love to see it uh, more people eating it. So. Mm-hmm. And Avec is now expanding to a second location this month in River North. Yeah. And how yeah. many seats did does the, the first Avec have? 
So the original Avec has uh, 45 seats in the main dining room, and it was um, it was 45 seats up until two years ago. And then we did we were able to add a private dining room upstairs, but still that's not available for our regular dining only only parties. Which uh, when when that when that comes back, um, that'll probably happen five or six nights a week. Uh, so yeah, 45 seats at the original Avec. And then the River North location has how many seats? A lot more. I think I think it's 145. Wow. Uh, and and it, might, it might be a few more. So. So that's going to really spread people out a lot more than. Yeah. No, for sure. You know, uh, we're we're right now we're able to open at 25 percent or 25 people, which is a, whichever number is smaller. Um, so the even our our dining room at our main dining room at uh, Avec River North. I think we could, I'll see, I, I think maybe it is like 50 seats or 50 plus seats. So the, the number must be larger than what I, what I already quoted you. But so 25 people in here is incredibly spacious. There's you know, probably 12 feet between uh, diners, <laughs> if not more. So right, a lot, a lot of room. And how will the service and uh, menu change at that location? Will you be bringing some of the Avex signatures over? Yeah, absolutely. So there, there's still the the core um, dishes from from the original Beck menu. So chorizo stuffed dates, uh, salt cod brandade, the deluxe focaccia, which is a really thin focaccia that's filled with ricotta and telegio cheese. Um, those will all come over. We've always done a braised pork shoulder at a Beck, a whole large chunk of pork shoulder that gets braised overnight in the wood ovens and um, picked back up and and that'll definitely um, that'll definitely make a transition over. Uh, we all have always done a whole roasted fish, um, so that that'll come over and and so yeah, that that'll be part of it. And and then uh, we'll be able to expand quite a bit, which which is great. And how is the kitchen different than what you have at the original event? Yeah, uh, so the kitchen is is only like six times the size. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. The, the kitchen at, at um, Avec River North has two wood-burning ovens. Um, so one will use uh, 100% for focaccia and pizzas. Um, and then the other wood-burning oven is, is, uh, will use more for roasting meats. And it's a really unique design where it has a trough down the middle where you build your fire and keep your coals hot. Uh, it's probably... 16 inches wide and it has a, a grill grate so you can grill directly uh, over the coals in the middle of this oven but then off to the side and this is a large uh, dome-shaped oven probably you know eight eight feet in diameter but off to the sides then are these hearth uh, benches where then we can slow roast stuff for longer periods or that's actually where we'll roast the whole fish and um you know, uh, warm up the pork shoulders and, and all that kind of thing. So we have that. Um, we also have uh, um, a, a pasta cooker. So whereas at uh, the first location at Avec, we had one burner where we would keep a pasta pot on. We now have um, six baskets where we can we can get uh, all kinds of pastas going. Next to that, a, uh, a, a range, and then next to that, another range with a um, fryer next to it, and that's just the production kitchen. And then we have, we actually have a prep kitchen in the back, so it gives us a lot more room to uh, 
to, to really um, increase our, our production and, and uh, the logistics of working in the space are so much easier. The original EVEC, most of the production, the, the knife work gets done in the basement and then we have to run up the steps and uh, throw something in the oven and then run back downstairs to work on something else and then run back upstairs to make sure you're not burning <laughs> something in the oven. So, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, a much easier space to work in. It's, you it's, must be really excited <laughs> about moving into such a large space. And yeah, yeah, yes and no. You know, I was just, I, I, I I love the big space. It's great, you know, to be able to have the room to move around. But I, I also really like the small little space. And I, I was um, talking to another chef the other day, and he and I were both in agreement. He had worked, he had worked at Avec a long time ago, even before I, I had come on board. And there's something about that tiny space that if, if you're a line cook and you learn to cook in that space and you're successful in that Avec kitchen. I, I guarantee that you can go to any kitchen in the world and, and cook there just because you're, you're really learning to work efficiently. You're working cleanly. Um, and then you're also working at a really high volume still with, with, um, with good products. So um, yes, I'm happy to have some more space. Uh, my knees are really happy not to have to run up and down the stairs quite as much. Um, but but uh, yeah, there, you know, there's always something magical about that original space, and and really, um, you know, it it is nice having some limitation on your space, and 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 we do have the limitations that we're that we place on the cuisine that it fits within a certain uh, Mediterranean boundary. I think those, in some ways, even though some people would see them as a limitation, that oh, you're you can only cook this food, and you can only uh, work in this small space. It also really, uh, I believe, encourages creativity um, because you have to be. You have to be. You know, if you have everything available at your fingertips, it's almost like um, you know, too too many things to choose from. You know, it becomes like uh, choice paralysis, and <laughs> and and this way where you're kind of you know you're limited. And so yeah, I still have that that uh, same same hopefully level of creativity that had at the first spot and, and we'll, we will apply that here even though it, it feels like the uh, great expanse of a very fancy kitchen so <laughs> it might be too early to talk about this but are you planning on adding some new things to the menu to you know take advantage of the space yeah well uh, you know um like i talked about with the kitchen itself we we have the opportunity or the ability really to cook more variety of uh, pastas so um, excited to, um, uh, to to move into some more pasta um, we'll be able to make um, you know we're, we're opening with rigatoni and tagliarini and uh, pappardelle that'll all be made in-house uh, which is great because we do have the, the space and, um, to be able to do that um, love to add some stuffed pastas um, you know anelotis or or uh, um, ravioli, something like that, to the menu. So, I mean, I'm excited to, to to play around with that for sure. And what about the drink side of the menu? Do you have? Uh, you mentioned the wines, um, but how about the cocktails? Are you doing special mm -hmm. cocktails? Yeah. So the the cocktail program here has been been completely revamped and and drawing a lot of inspiration 
from from France, Spain, and Italy primarily uh, for the for the cocktails. Um, some great creativity behind the bar. Kate Smith is our beverage director, and uh, for the cocktail side, and um, has has done a deep dive into uh, great great Italian amaros and uh, a really nice uh, vermouth program and. Um, so, so there's some uh, exciting cocktails that are, are going to hit the menu. And what are you most looking forward to when you start operating at full capacity again? Is there something that excites oh, you about that? Yeah, I, yeah, you know, honestly, like like I said, um, or, or maybe I didn't say, but yeah, but I, I really feel like the original event was just a great dinner party and. I, I, I'm really just looking forward to a full dining room of, of people having a great time. Um, I, I, I think that, that, that to me is, is, is what got me into this industry is seeing some of that, um, the, the interactions or the excitement that people have over food that you cooked for them. Um, and, and I'm excited to see that again. I, that's certainly something that has completely been missing in my life uh just with all the to go and delivery and everything you don't you don't get to see uh people having a great time and and honestly that's that's i'm looking forward to that more than more than anything else at the restaurant so and how about as a diner is there something personally that you're looking forward to as a customer oh yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm ready to go have a great sushi dinner somewhere (laughs) so no i you know and i i think um, much more than m- me uh, loving to cook, although I, I do like to cook. I, I love restaurants even more than I, I like like cooking. Um, I, and I, I really fell in love with restaurants and, and the, the whole package of um, you know, being taken care of and having being introduced to something that uh, I've never never put in my mouth before, whether, whether it's a, a, a new, liquor uh, interesting glass of wine from some little volcanic island in the mediterranean or you know some some ingredient from you know from from a farmer i've never had so yeah i'm, I'm just looking forward to get back in getting back into restaurants and 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 uh, learning again thank you perry i'm really glad the famous chorizo stuff dates are staying on the menu they're definitely one of my favorites you can listen to this podcast and past episodes on spotify Please join me for the next menu feed as we explore more menu trends with chefs and operators.